orders the steps of the Lord. Amen. His seed is blessed. Amen. <laughs> His seed is blessed. Praise God. I am blessed. I am blessed. Every day that I live, I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning, I lay my head to rest. I am blessed. I am blessed. Amen. Proverbs thirteen ten. Only by pride come in contentions, but with the well-advised is wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get and understand it. As the children of God, we should be walking in wisdom. Amen. James tells us in James 1, he says, If any of you like wisdom... He said, let him ask it of God who giveth the all man liberally and unbraideth not, and it should be given to him. Amen. So one of the things about helping us overcoming pride is we need some wisdom. We need some wisdom in this thing. Amen. So notice what the Solomon says. Only by pride comes contention. Amen. The Smart Lookup Dictionary defines pride as a feeling or deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. The achievements of those with whom one is closely associated are from qualities of possessions that are widely admired. Perhaps there is not a qual among individuals in private life nor a war among nations that does not proceed from pride and ambition. Neither man nor nation will be content to be less than another and to acquire the wishes for superiority over all, all is thrown into general confusion, both in public and private life. It was to destroy this spirit of pride that Jesus was manifested in the extreme of humility and humiliation among men. The salvation of Christ is a deliverance from pride. And being clothed with humility, as far as we are humble, so far we shall be saved. Commentary tell us. Amen. Notice there, amen, that salvation of Christ deliver us, us from pride. Amen. When we come into this relationship with Jesus Christ, things change. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. Now, when we look at pride, we first must realize where pride comes from. We know that God hates pride, so we know it's not coming from him. Amen? And so, therefore, now we realize this piece of the puzzle. We need to search the Scripture, the Bible tells us, so that we can find out how to overcome and defeat these things in our lives. Amen? Because pride is subtle. It's because Satan is subtle. You know? And this is what he tries to do and how he tries to defeat us if we are not careful. If we look at Isaiah 14 and verse 12, you get your Bibles, Isaiah 14, 12. Amen. And uh, I apologize. It's good to have Brother Nolan back there and his dad, Mr. Nolan, the Nolan, Nolan, Nolans. Amen. More Nolans. Amen. Amen. She's going to put them up there. Some of them will be up there as well. So it's good to have him in visiting his son here from Memphis. Uh, Amen. So it's good to have them here tonight. Amen. 
met Nolan many the son many years ago at Walmart. <laughs> Back in the days, Amen. It's been a while ago, Amen. So, invited him to church. He finally made it. <laughs> Nolan, Amen. I call him by his last name, you know, because at Walmart other they always have the name. I think your name first name is Andrew, isn't it? That's right, Amen. All right, got you, Amen. Verse twelve. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cast down to the ground, which did waken the nations? Now here comes his pride. For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Notice, he says, my steps is going to be better than God's. I'm going to be above God. Wow, how much foolishness can you get? <laughs> you know? That's what pride will do to you. Pride will give you a self a uh, sense of security, and you can do things better than anyone else. Uh, believe me, whatever you can do, someone else can do it better. <laughs> and so pride comes from the enemy of our souls. And so therefore, it, it, if Satan is bringing this thing in subtle or subtle we have to be careful. Amen. Notice what the Bible says. Only by pride comes contention, arguments, disagreements, disunity. See, somebody has got to be the bigger of the crew and walk humbly before God. Amen. James tells us in James 4 and verse 1. He says, where comes war and fighting amongst you? That they notice that they come not hence even from your lust at war in your members. He says you war, verse two. You lust and you have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight. You war and you have not because you ask not. You ask and you receive not because you ask the miss that you may consume it upon your own lust. See, pride makes you do these things. So, therefore, pride has got to be controlled. It's got to be wiped away. Notice pride did not come with the fruit of the Spirit. You get love. You get joy. You get peace. You get long-suffering. You get gentleness. You get goodness. You get faith. You get meekness. And you get temperance. So pride didn't come with your spirit. So therefore, if you have pride in your life, it's Satan slowly sneaking in. It means you got a breach in the spirit, in the system, in your life. He's trying to get in. And if you give him a foot, he's going to take a mile. So you have to control this thing. Pride can come through our possessions. You know, your money, 
It can come through your cars. It can come through your homes. It can come through your jobs. It can come through your education. It can come through your heritage. Amen. These things that you possess, if you are not careful, can become prideful. How many times do you see people get in fights over somebody accidentally bumping to their cars? I mean, I was in Asia. I used to see the Koreans get out right in the middle of the street and start fighting. You know, the traffic is bumper to bumper. You know, you can't hardly move, <laughs> you know. And so automatically somebody is going to bump somebody, you know. And I mean, they get out in the middle of the street and just start fighting right in the middle of the street. Yeah. You hit my car. You know, you know, I've seen families disputes because of pride over cars and, and things. Amen. So, righteous, self-righteousness, the holier than thou. Amen. It can be prideful. It can cause pride. Amen. I hear people a lot of times, I'm the fifth generation Pentecostal. Amen. Uh, I'm the seventh generation. That's prideful. You ain't first generation, you ain't nothing. <laughs> you better be first generation. Mom and dad can't save you. You have to be first generation. Amen. Everybody's got to be born again. <laughs> Amen. So don't be so self-righteous Amen. Our involvement, if we're not careful, I'm the director of the music. You know, I'm the head deacon. I'm the head whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm a politician. I'm a policeman. I'm, you know, we can, we can allow all these things we're involved in and we're not careful to give us a sense of pride. You know, and so we have to be careful. Amen. In these things, our dress and appearance, the new fad comes out, you know, and, you know, I see a lot of people today, you know, all, you know, all the body piercing, all the tattoo and all these uh, different kind of clothing and everything is designed to make you feel prideful. So you have to be careful that you're not drawn into these things. See, you have to be careful. You know, I, I, I see women and men nowadays, you know, making up and makeup and all these things and different hairstyles and different articles of clothing and the mustaches and the goatees and the certain hairstyles and all these things. It's nothing but pride. And it's slowly seeping into the church. See, you have to be careful that you do not allow Satan to trick you and to deceive you into these things. Say, you have to know, as I always say, why you're doing what you're doing. Does it align with God's word? Because Satan is subtle. Amen. And so we have to, to be careful. Solomon says pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. He says, so you have to be careful. Amen. Pride is going to precede you coming down. 
So you have to be careful. It has that subtle way of sneaking in. Paul tells the church at Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 11.3, because Satan had deceived Eve, he gave Eve a subtle touch of pride. When Eve says, we can't touch the tree, we can't eat from the tree, he says, God knows you're going to be a God, you know. And so he gives her a sense of pride. Amen. You're not going to die, he says to her. He gives her a sense of pride to go against the ways of God. Amen. And so notice what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 11. But I fear, lest by any means, as the serpent beguiled Eve through his subtlety, that so your minds would be corrupt from the simplicity that is in Christ. So Paul says you have to be careful. I'm fearful that the same way the enemy deceived and tricked Eve, that you, he'll do it to you. See, so you have to put up your guards. You have to be protected. You have to realize that if anything is making you be exalted in yourself, then you have to be careful to make sure it's not of the enemy trying to destroy you. A little leaven leavened the whole lump. So you have to be careful. We see today that parents, you know, there are certain parents from a child, they start to, through the eyes of Satan, they begin to put their children in a position to be prideful. They're not thinking long term and not realizing they're setting their kids up for failure. You know, from little kids, they try to buy them the the best and everything. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to help your kid grow and to be mature to be good. But if what you're doing is causing them to be prideful and to walk out with a sense of pride that they feel better than everybody else, you're setting them up for failure. Because there's a real world out there. And that world out there is a dog-eat-dog world. Believe me, it will. If you've been watching the news or listening to the news or or reading the paper lately, you look how they're eating each other up. You know, one person get up there and they think they got a position and the next day they're gone. You know, know, they talk prideful and the next thing they're out of there. See, so that's how easy it is. And when pride, notice what it says. Pride will bring you down. You have to be careful that you do not allow pride to overtake you. You must be the overcomer. See, this is key in our walk with God. Is everything that tried to make us more like the world. Now we've got to overcome these things. To be the child of Christ. See, the enemies, what did Jesus say in John 10? The thief comes not but for to kill, steal, and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly. So therefore, you've got to mature and you've got to grow in the things of God. To be an overcomer 
and pride, lust, whatever it is, you've got to draw nigh to God so that He will draw nigh to you. You want to be so close to Christ that He's able to reveal to you and show to you the things that you need to get out of the way of and get out of your life. Amen. So we're going to talk about being an overcomer and how to remove pride of your life because all of us have some of it in there. Amen. It's there. And so, therefore, we have to realize there's nothing wrong with looking good. Don't get me wrong. Amen. But we must be modest in our approach to, to holiness. We must be modest in our lifestyles and our actions. Amen. So that we do not allow pride to grow in us. Pride kills and destroys good relationship with God and with others. If I think I'm better than you, then we're not going to have a relationship. You know, but God has called us to be in unity with the body. There's one mind, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, one Father of all is above all, through all, and in y'all. Amen. We got the same dad. We're in the same household. Amen. So I can't allow pride to break our relationship. Amen. Only by removing pride from our lives will we be able to walk humbly before God. Because God hates pride. I can't walk humbly with God if I got pride in my life. Because pretty soon I'm going to be like Satan and feel like I'm better than God. See? And that's not of God. See? We have to learn how to walk humbly. Keep ourselves in a humble and humility state at all times. The Bible says, He that humbled himself shall be exalted. If you exalt yourself, you're going to be humble. God has a way of bringing you down. He has a way of just taking the rug right out from under you. You know? So we have to be careful. Amen. We want to walk home. As the prophet Michael states in Micah, amen, 6, 8. He have showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require thee but to do justly. God says, I want you to be right. I want you to love mercy. And I want you to walk humbly with me. Amen. Because that's where the fruit of the Spirit is, humility. So he wants you to walk humbly with him at all times. Amen. Pride can be seen in arrogancy, conceitedness, snubbery, smugness, self-importance, egotism, dignity, and possessions. As I said, all this can be seen. And people's, when pride is present in someone's life. However, when we walk humbly with God and do not think ourselves more highly than we ought to think, we can overcome pride. See? If you've got to be the first in the child line, oh, that's the army, isn't it? <laughs> you got to be first always in the food line. You got to have the best piece of chicken, you know, or the best seat. All these things is an indicator of pride. See? And so you can overcome. Proverbs six sixteen. These six things that the Lord hate. Yea, seven makes him sick and throw up. I make God sick. 
Amen. A pride look. A proud look. Notice. A proud look. Yeah. Think about What is some indication of a proud look? Got your nose up the window. <laughs> what are some indicators of a proud look? Come on, help me out. Da, 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 da. Come on, just burl early it out. Anybody? Flashy, yeah. All the gaudy looking stuff. You know, think about it. You know, flashy, gaudiness, you know, clothing, you know, all this stuff can be a proud look, you know. And so you have to be aware of this stuff. Uh, who are you trying to please? That's the key. See, if you're trying to please God, then you do it always in a, hum- a humble state. But if you're trying to please man, then you're going to do it in a worldly way. See? And so you have to be careful, 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 careful. God hates pride. Amen. That's the first thing on the chopping block. Because he knows it comes from Satan. The same thing with a lying tongue. The same thing with the hands that shed innocent blood. The things that the mad hearts that vies wicked imagination and feet that be running a swift of mischief and a false witness that speak lies and he that soared discord among brothers. These things are all from the enemy. See? And so we have to get into the mindset that we hate what God hates. And we love what God loves. Amen. And so to overcome pride, we have to hate these things. We have to hate the proud look. Amen. And this is important. Amen. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 16, 18. Proverbs, Psalms 10, 4. The wicked through the pride of his continence will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. In other words, the wicked even thinking about God. I don't need God. You know, that's basically what atheists say. I don't need God. There is no God. I think Psalm 14, 1 says, The fool is said in his heart, there is no God. See, when people start saying there ain't no God, that's pride. You know? And that's what happens, see. They think they're getting away. And as Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, just called judgment and executed right now, you know, it's coming. See, because pride will bring you low. It's going to jerk the rug right out from under you. Amen. Proverbs 8.13, the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogancy and the evil way in the forward mouth do I hate. Amen. The respect for God is to hate evil. Amen. And pride and arrogancy in every evil way. We've got to fall in love with the things of God. Amen. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. 
but with the lowly is wisdom. Amen. Notice, take heed. When pride cometh, what's coming behind it? Shame. You're going to be embarrassed. Amen. Because when God jerks the rug out of you, that's going to be a heavy fall. Amen. Look at Luke 16, 19 through 31. We know this story, don't we? The rich man and Lazarus. The Bible says there was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and he fared scrumptiously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus which laid at his gates full of sores and desired to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover the dog, that was his name, moreover, Moreover, the dog came and licked his sores, and it came to pass. Notice, when you read that in the Bible, it says, God finally shows up. <laughs> Time passed, and now the tail turns. See? And this is why we have to be aware when we read in scriptures words like, and it came to pass. Because God wants us to see what happens next. Say, in the story, in the parable that he's telling. Amen. He's trying to let us know. Watch what takes place. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. And the rich man died and was buried. And in hell, notice, he lifts up his eyes in torment and sees Abraham afar off and Lazarus chilling out in Abraham's bosom, right? And notice, and he cries, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip his finger in water and cool my tongue while I am tormented in these flames. Notice, he's burning. See, people all around say, ain't no hell. Guarantee you, you better wake up. That's pride. Amen. The same, same one says there's no God. Amen. But Abraham says to him, Son, you remember in your lifetime you receive all the good things. And, you know, and likewise, Lazarus received all the evil things. But now he is comfort. And you are tormented. See, you, you let pride get in you because you had all your possessions and all your good. and You know, you didn't even offer him a, a little bread to eat. You know, he wanted crumbs. You could have you helped him, you know, but you let your pride get in the way and you didn't even try to help him out any whatsoever. Besides all this, he says, you know, there's a great big golf between you and him. 
You can't come to him and he can't come to you. There's no purgatory, people. <laughs> Believe me, there is no purgatory. There is not going to be no second chance when you exit out of here. You're going to either one place or the other. You're going to heaven or you're going to hell. There is no in-between. See? He can't come to you and you can't come to him. Yeah. You don't get a second shot out of this. You get your second shot right now <laughs> while you're still alive. You get a second shot to get it right. You know, he is a God of second chances while you're alive. But once you die, you don't get another shot at this. Amen. That's the God you serve. Amen. You can't pass to him and he can't come to you. Verse 27. <laughs> Then he said, well, if that's the case, I pray, Father, that I will send him to my father's house. Let him go to my brother's house. Let him go to my father's house. Verse 28. Amen. For I have five brethren that he may testify to them, lest they also come into this torment. And Abraham says, well... They got Moses, they got the prophets, let them hear him. And he says, nay, Father Abraham, that if one went from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, they don't listen to Moses and the prophets. They ain't going to be persuaded no one get up from the dead. Amen. See, he says, people come back from the dead, they're not going to be persuaded. You're people that have miracles all the time. How many times you tell your tell people, you know, what God has did in your life? They don't believe you. No. See? But the tale is going to turn. In time. And it comes to pass. See? So therefore, we have to make sure... That we do not allow pride to get in our hearts. When thing goes good, amen. When the when we got when our possessions are increasing, when our finances are great and getting good, we can't allow pride to get in our hearts that we think we're better than someone else. Amen. God could be used in that avenue for you to bless his kingdom. Amen. And if we don't use it for the right reasons. Amen. We can find the rug being pulled right out from under us. When pride cometh, then cometh shame. Amen. A man's pride, Proverbs 29, 23, shall bring him low. But honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. In Luke 18, 9 through 14. The Bible, Jesus tells another parable in Luke 18, 9 through 14. He says, the Pharisee and the publican went up to pray. And notice. Two men went up to the temple to pray. The one was a Pharisee and the other a publican. The Pharisee stood praying this way. Notice the pride. Oh, I thank you that I'm not as other men are, an extortioner, unjust, adulterers, 
or even as this publican. Why? I fast twice in a week. I give tithes of all I possess. You know, notice. And the publican standing afar off in a humility state, in a humble state, would not so much as lift up his eyes to heaven, but he smote upon his breast saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. God, forgive me. Be merciful. I tell you, Jesus said, this man went down. He left the church. Amen. When he left the temple, justified rather than the other. For whosoever exalted himself shall be abased, and he that humble himself shall be exalted. We've got to walk humbly with our God. Don't allow pride to push you to think you're better. Amen. Don't don't allow that to, to happen in your life because there's a sense of pride before God. Ezekiel sixteen forty nine and fifty. Behold, notice what God says why he brought down Sodom and Gomorrah. Notice. Ezekiel sixteen forty nine. Ezekiel 16:49 Behold this was the iniquity of thy sister Sodom pride she had pride she was full of bread she had more than she needed Maybe she had a lot of money. I think that's what y'all call bread these days, ain't it? Amen. She was full of bread, but she had abundance of idleness, laziness, doing nothing was in her and in her daughters. Neither did she strengthen the poor and needy. Notice, she did nothing to help because of her pride. Verse 50. And they were haughty and committed abomination before me. Therefore, I took them away as I saw good. Notice. You know, we say that God destroyed them because of their homosexuality and and stuff. But notice what started it. Pride. What's the slogan for the Homosexual movement. Gay pride. Gay pride is what they call themselves. Gay pride. Say, they're prideful. And pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. That's why we have to walk humbly and pray for them. So that their eyes would be open, so that God could draw them, amen, so that they can get rid of the pride in their lives and draw unto God, amen. Mark 7 20 to 23. Man, 
And he said, That which cometh out of a man, that defiled the man, for within, from within, out of the heart of man, proceeds. I'll give you a second to get there. Mark chapter 7, verse 20 through 23. It should be on your paper as well, I think. I think I have it on there. Okay. And he said, That which cometh out of a man, that defileth the man. For within, from within, out of the heart proceeded evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murderers, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness, all these evil things come from within and defile the man. Notice, pride is in there. Now notice what Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2. I meant chapter, 2 Timothy 2, chapter 3, verse 1 through 7. This know also, in the last days, perilous time shall come. For men shall be lovers of them own selves. Covetousness, boasters. Proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fires, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. Verse 4. Having a, verse 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. For this sort are they which creep in the houses and lead captive silly women, laid it with sin, led about with divers' lust, ever learning. Verse 7, and never able to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Notice, notice, the last days. You think we might be living in the last days? Amen. Notice, pride is there. It's running rampant. See? So seeing that we know these things, beloved, what manner of men are we to be in our holy conversation and godliness? And our behavior, looking for and hasting for the soon coming of the Lord. Now is not the time to be prideful. Now is the time to walk humbly with your God. Now is the time to submit yourself unto God. Now is the time to be what God wants you to be. Now is the time to be holy. Now is the time 
to be separated to God. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It requires us to renew our thinking and how we see things and not allow ourselves to allow the subtility of Satan to sneak in and cause us to be prideful. Amen. We have to be careful. Amen. Just because something is new, it may not be good. We have to realize if it's causing it to draw attention to us, it could put us in a prideful state. If I'm trying to draw attention to me, then it's a prideful state. See? We have to be careful. You know, in a day with the facial hair and with the hairstyles and with the clothing style, all these things could be Satan's subtility. Because most people is getting to that stage right now that people don't want to submit. Amen. If they don't submit to you, guess what? They're not going to submit to God. And that's the sense of pride. It's pride. Amen. John says in 1 John 2.16, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. Amen. Pride in your life is not of the Father. It's of the world. And the world passed away. Amen. You don't want to fall. Believe me, when, if God jerks the rug out of you, it is not a pretty sight. Amen. You know, and, and, and like I said earlier, you know, the, this is a dog, eat, dog world out there. You know, and so... You know, people are finding themselves just realizing how really cruel it is. Yeah. Some of them are. Some of them are. The reason they're just finding out, because their parents a long time ago set them up for failure. They made them think they were better than others and brought them up in a prideful state. You know, I, I think the children did a play was it last Christmas? And then the play, the one parent wanted her kids to always be the star. You know, and she went on a vacation, and when she came back, you know, the the kids had a, a different part. <laughs> you know, she wanted her to be the star. You know, and that's how some parents do their children. They want them to be first in everything. They take music, and if they can't be first chair, they are, they're upset. You know, I've heard of, you know, even on some of the schools, on some of the sports teams, uh, you know, because the parents says there's businessmans and everything. You know, I was watching a ball game one time, and I says, man, that kid needs to be in practice. He don't need to be playing. Somebody said, oh, his father is so-and-so. So he's going to automatically play. They're going to let him play because his dad gives so much to the school and all that. You know, 
You're setting the kid up for failure. Uh, So you have to be careful. We can't allow pride. So how do we overcome pride? Number one, don't think more of yourself than you ought to think. And I've already quoted this scripture. Amen. You've got to realize, you know, in Christ, we are his children. Amen. And God is no respecter of persons. James tells us, he says, if you have respect of persons, amen, you commit sin. Amen. And so, therefore, we do not want to have pride in our lives. We don't want to think more highly of ourselves than we ought to think. We want to walk humbly before our God at all times. Amen. And allow God, amen, to use us. God can't use pride. See? He wants those that are humble before him. Amen. And Because when you're in a humble state, you'll listen. But if you're in a prideful state, you won't listen. See? You don't tell me what to do. That's pride. See? You know, that's, that's how it happens. And pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Amen. So we're going to stop right there. It's 8 o'clock. Amen. And so uh, it seems to go pretty fast, doesn't it? But uh, we'll get into this again next week. Amen. And we're going to look at some things that brings about pride. We're going to talk about things that brings about pride again. And we're going to look at how to get it out of your life. Now, during the week, I want you to pray and you ask God, you know, God, do I really have any pride in my life? Is there anything in my wardrobe that might be causing me to be prideful? You know, is there anything that I'm doing that can make me be, in a sense, surprised? And so if I do, you know, help me remove it, reveal it so I can remove it out of my life because I want to walk humbly with you. I want to be used by you, God. I want to reign and be with you forever and ever. Amen. In our lives. Amen. So don't forget Sunday morning, amen, our service times, amen. Praise God. God is good, amen. Church on the ground will be coming up soon, amen. There's cards back here, please. Take some cards, pass them out. You see kids on the outside out here, amen. Now, round about your workstations, your workplaces, whatever, amen. Let them know. Say again. This Saturday is outreach, amen. Come and be a part of the outreach, the door knocking, amen, as well. That door hanging, not door knocking. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Anything else? Any other announcements? Sheaves of Christ is due this coming Sunday, right? Amen. If you've made your pledge, please move your car to the racetrack so that you know you crossed the line and complete it. Amen. Your pledge in the Lord. Thank you so much. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Lord, we love you. Thank you so much again for your kindness. God, I thank you, Lord, for our guests tonight. Keep your hand upon them. Continue, Lord God, to hear from heaven, O God, and bless your people. Continue to touch those that wasn't here tonight, Lord. We pray that you continue to make ways where there seem to be no way, Lord. We truly love you, we truly thank you, and we truly praise you.
in Jesus' name. Amen.